Hello, Joseph. Hi, Angela. How are you? Hi there. Excellent. So nice to meet you. You as well. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. So where's Bill? He didn't, he didn't uh, sign up yet? Where's oh, he the man is. school? He, he is. It's happening. No, we just wanted to get through mine first, and then we're going to get him on the schedule. So we'll do that later today. He's super oh, excited. Oh, I get it. He's filtering. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no. He's just, he's my, he, my number one support. So he's like, let's see how it goes with you first. No, we're, we're so honored. You got an incredible, incredible mission here. Hey, go God. Thank you. Amen. He's so good. Yeah, he he's so is. Good. Yes. All right. So what are you uh, hoping to come out of today's conversation? What makes it a win for you, Angela? No, I think just a tremendous win is always getting to glorify God in what he's done in my life and in our life. So that's, that's step one. And I think secondly, um, hopefully this, the Holy Spirit will just kind of guide and lead our conversation that this can come out because, you know, I've had tremendous influence on my life from my evangelical friends. So, mm. you know, again, your podcast is so providential. I'm here today because of my evangelical friends um, and the influence they've had on my life over the years. So um I want to convey that, but really also my deepest desire is to convey that um, our Lord so desires our integrated wholeness. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, I'm going to talk a little bit about my, my brokenness was I got so passionate about mission that it actually impacted my health, my mental health, spiritual oh, yeah. health, all of that, you know, I, and so Worshiping the God of busyness, right? Pres, pres, that's exactly what I want to get to is our Lord is first and foremost, desiring our intimacy and identification with him, and mm -hmm. he will make us fruitful. Yeah, um, yeah. So I hope that that really comes out. That so Angela, it sounds like you're a uh, self-diagnosed little control freak like myself. <laughs> well, we'll get there. It, it'll come out, you know, what people, if you, you usually ask your guests, you know, what people, what don't people know about you? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. You know, all right, I'll all mention right. that what people who met me probably just in the past, you know, 10 or 15 years, they're, they're going to pick up on my intensity, but they're not going to yeah. know the competitive athlete that I was, you know, the first, uh, first 20 plus years and how okay. that, that got channeled and our Lord continues to refine. Yeah. So, that doesn't go away. Nor should it. God wants no, to use so that. Our Lord right? just, he rechannels. Um, but he also, awesome. he also, uh, he purifies. So it's beautiful. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. I was a broken mess, girl. Oh, man, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Let's see what he's glorified. That's so. right. All right. So uh, we'll get into that today. That sounds fun, like a good, authentic story. For sure. And then... Um, and my bio was very... Um, long. Limited. <laughs> it doesn't, Limit. it doesn't go into the Catholic at all. So I don't... Again, whatever is helpful. Um, well, I'll ask you to fill in yeah. some gaps. So fill in sure. whatever you feel you want to sure. add to that, yeah. okay? You can, you can keep that as tight as you want so yeah i think i will yeah, I think absolutely I will. otherwise i bore myself and i don't want to <laughs> no people don't need to hear about it so that's right <laughs> all right cool awesome. and uh quick housekeeping angela um you uh to clarify you grant me joseph warren unlimited worldwide distribution rights to this recording correct absolutely all right, excellent. We'll put about 30 minutes on the clock. That will be our target time. Mm -hmm. We may come under or over based on how the Holy Spirit leads. Okay. Sounds you good great. with that? Absolutely. All right. Sweet. And then being you're such a woman of faith, uh, I'm certain you have no objection to me doing a quick, what I call a surrender prayer Please before do. we get into it, love just it. to remove our, any personal agenda out. Okay? I love it. All right, here we go. Heavenly Father, we surrender to you our time together, where two or more are gathered in your name. Here you are. Thank you for your presence, and thank you for what you're about to do in the life of one listener today who hears this, this conversation that hope we hope to glorify you with. Lord Jesus. Father, we uh, surrender to you our past and all the brokenness and poor choices that we made that you're bringing good from, and you're now using... Uh, in our purpose, uh, the purpose you have for our lives. Thank you for what you've done with Angela through her brokenness. Jesus. Thank you for what you're continuing to do in, in her future, in her present, with her family, her little newborn babies. And um, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, sending us your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your truth, with your love. May it be your words that listeners hear today, not ours. May it be you that they see, not us, so that only you are glorified through this conversation. Yes. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, now we don't have to worry about nope, the words that come out of our mouth. It's all him. Praise <laughs> God. There you go. Then we just have fun. All right. Any questions or comments for me before we get into it? No. Any um, any desired outcome for you or hope hope for you in today's session? Yeah, don't suck. You know. I'm just <laughs> How's that? Easy enough. I'm kidding. We'll do, I'm kidding. We'll do what just, we can. <laughs> just have fun. Just have fun. God is responsible for the outcomes and results. Okay. Amen. We just show up and do the action. Yeah. All right. So be authentically real. That's the action. God yeah. works through that. Yeah. But you already knew that. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Today, my featured guest is Angela Schneiders. You can find her at BillAndAngela.com. What a great URL. BillAndAngela.com. By the way, Bill is her husband, in case you were wondering. Okay. Yes, he is. All right. So Angela is a master strategist for the Wholeness School and Strategist School, the woman's school, if you will. And she's all about women of faith showing up whole and complete in their lives, mm -hmm. in all the areas of their lives that matter most. As a thought leader, entrepreneur, and highly sought after international speaker and guide, Angela has taught and trained thousands of women over the past two decades on the mindsets and skill sets that they must develop in order to thrive and live an integrated life in an ever-changing world. Listen, the world is changing. People, look around you, would you? Look at all the evil spreading. Look at the darkness. You like feel it. It's so thick. You just see this cloud coming in. And it's so easy to lose hope, isn't it? If you focus on the darkness. That's why God calls us to focus on him, the light, right? To cast out and dispel the darkness. But so many times we don't know how to do it. Let's be real. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to bring God's light into our practical life, our everyday lives. As women and mothers... Daughters, you're called for greatness. You're pillars of the community around you. Now, you may not feel that way. You're barely holding up your own house, right? That's what it feels like. But listen, you're called for greatness. The same as men. You're God's precious daughters. This show is for you. So we brought Angela on to speak to you and to bring God's light and his life back into your heart, especially if you feel any despair. All right. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Angela Schneiders, uh, she's going to fill some of the gaps in the intro, but welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics because we actually do love each other. We love our Christian brothers and sisters just because they worship God a little differently than us. There's no reason for us to judge them and make them wrong and act like God loves us more. That's just spiritual pride. You remember the 12 apostles? They tried that in front of God, in front of Jesus, and he called them out. And he said, the least among you will be the first. All right, so Angela, welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and uh, just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, absolutely. Joseph, it's such an honor to be here. And thank you for your mission. We'll get into this. But um, thank goodness our evangelical brothers and sisters worship differently and, and live differently. I wouldn't be here today without them and the influence that they've had in my life. So same here God for that. For me, I, it was, I, it was my Southern Baptist people. Mm -hmm. They brought me closer to God in a way I never had. Yes. No, that I can Please. sincerely say that they, um, especially some beautiful, beautiful sisters in Christ in high school brought me to an, a personal relationship with Christ. I, I did grow up in a, a beautiful Catholic home. My parents are my heroes. They loved our Lord, one another and us. They sacrificed, they laid that foundation. They tilled the soil of my heart, but it was really the influence of some incredible evangelical sisters in high school that I just wanted the joy. I wanted the mm. intimacy and the relationship that they had with our Lord. Um, and that really inspired me to, to desire and ask for that personal relationship with Christ. So thank goodness. Thank goodness. And thank, thank you for bridging the gap. Yeah, you got it. You know, and thank you, Angela, for showing up today and standing in the gap with me. Because yes. that takes something, all right? And the more people that do that, the less of a gap there is. Look right. at that. That's all right, right, Angela, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life or ministry yeah. life actually know. Yeah. Well, Joseph, it's funny just um, reflecting on our time together today and taking this to prayer. Um, what most people who've probably met me in the past decade and a half don't know is how competitive an athlete I was in my first 22 years of life. I mean, it really was such a part of 
the core of who I was, my identity, um, consuming my thoughts. You know, I really wanted to play collegiate basketball, which I did. Um, and so that was such a driving force that as I um, came into deeper relationship with our Lord and then got called on mission, you know, to be a missionary disciple, that energy got channeled. But that's still such a part of me that our Lord is mm. continuously refining um, and, and integrating. But it is such a part of my heart. And if people had met me back in high school or early college, you know, I was I was a woman on a mission. So um, it's now just a mission for our Lord and, and glorifying him. Can I ask you something about that competitive spirit within you? Yes. Yes, please do. Where has that held you back in your faith? Mm -hmm. Such a good question. So very succinctly, um, I really met these incredible evangelical friends at high school. We were all athletes together. We ran cross country together. We did basketball. And so my faith was actually so interwoven in even our training together. You know, I, I really got to experience, I didn't have a language for it at the time, of course, but I was being discipled without realizing it and really got to experience that, that virtuous friendship where we were, we were all really pursuing the best we could academically. We were all top athletes. Um, and so that was so interwoven, um, kind of in my formation. And then those same friends began to really challenge me about why I was Catholic. You know, the community mm. that I grew up in was predominantly evangelical. As Catholics, we were in the minority. And unfortunately, my Catholic friends, you know, weren't, weren't living the fullness of the gospel. So they didn't, <laughs> didn't render the faith very attractive. And yet there was something so deeply rooted in me that there was something in the faith that I couldn't walk away from. Again, I, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. So this is right when Scott Hahn was getting to the, the, you know, his, his message was just getting out there, but I didn't have a language for the faith or why I was Catholic. And mm. so those friends, as they were challenging me and asking, and where's the scriptural basis for confession or for Eucharist, I had no idea, but there was such a, um, a stubbornness in my heart. I think that probably served me that I said, Lord, I believe you're here but you have to show me. And it was, uh, this is in the late nineties, uh, summer of 1998. Uh, again, Scott Hahn is just kind of hitting the cusp of his stride. And I was at a senior photo shoot and the photographer was actually a convert to the faith. Um, and so he shared with me Scott Hahn's Rome sweet home and lamb supper and conversion story and Kim's conversion story. And all of a sudden, you know, in response to that prayer, I had, I had a scriptural basis. I had, you know, not only did the Catholic church have a beautiful answer for all that she teaches, but a answers that were so integrated, grounded in, um, grounded in scripture that gave me so much hope that I could stand with confidence on that. And mm -hmm. so then my, so much of my energies got channeled into, I want to share this with the world. You know, why didn't anybody tell me? And so I think a lot of that competitive nature then got in my college years, I met an incredible evangelical organization called Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, dove in completely, and then became a missionary upon graduating and was with them for 14 years. So that really, I think so much of that competitive nature was channeled into just a zeal to share the gospel and um, this richness of faith that I found in the Catholic Church. It's a beautiful story. And for our Protestant uh, listeners, Scott Hahn, who's Scott Hahn? You know, he's uh, he was, you know, he was a Protestant. He was a Protestant mm -hmm. on uh, the pastor track. Right. And he's crushing it with his wife. And mm -hmm. uh, the further he looked into trying to uh, um, what I want to say, smart, uh, sp spite out Catholicism as a whole and prove Catholicism wrong once and for all. He thought he was the guy that was going to just, you know, destroy the Catholic Church on his own. Well, I mean, talk about a little spiritual pride there, buddy, mm -hmm. right? Um, but he went to disprove Catholicism. And the further he dove into biblical truth, the more... Uh, he became convicted that, hey, there's actually something here yes. that we may have overlooked as Protestants, so much so that God led him all the way into the Catholic Church, and he became a convert, and not just a convert, but one of the most prolific uh, evangelical uh, Catholic converts uh, you know, in, in modern history. 
Um, so just a little baseline for our Protestant listeners there, okay? So there's something there. There's something there. And he wrestled all the arguments that uh, most Protestants uh, argue against Catholicism with. And he has answers to them that he found. by, And they're biblical. They're biblical mm-hmm. answers. Yeah. All right. So, Angela, you know, as women, I can't speak on behalf of women. But you know what? I married one. I married one. A beautiful one. A beautiful one. She's a hottie, you know, and, and a hottie on the outside and the inside. And, uh, you know, Southern Baptist girl, right? I married a Southern Baptist girl. For all my listeners who didn't know that because you're not paying attention. Now, listen, and we went head to head, her family and, and, and me, because they just would not accept me. And they thought I was a heathen and I was going to hell um, because I grew up in a different home with a different faith than them. Well, I didn't choose that. Like, God put me there. I was a little baby boy, right? Um, But, you know, we found that when we surrendered, she and I surrendered our engagement process to God and all outcomes and results. And we asked him to heal the divisiveness amongst our families. Because we couldn't. I tried. And honestly, it looked hopeless. I I considered not marrying her, not because I didn't love her and I didn't know she was the one for me, but because I wanted peace for the rest of my life and I didn't want to fight with her family. And we surrendered it to God and he healed those relationships to the point now that her parents call me their only son. Only God can do that. Mm -hmm. That's a miracle. Now, granted, they got new two new son-in-laws, which is awesome, but I'm the original OG, all right? And I provided them with their grandbabies, right? So they got two beautiful grandbabies, so I will for always have that trophy. All right. So, Angela, I'm bringing this up because, you know, that unity that God wants where Jesus says, Father, may they, may they all be one, right? That's... That's Jesus's heart for his church. Yes. No fighting, no divisiveness. No. The enemy's heart for the church is the fighting mm-hmm. and, and the make wrong. Angela, going back to women. Yeah. I can't speak on behalf of y'all. Mm-hmm. I understand a lot of y'all. Mm-hmm. I've coached a lot of y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm saying y'all for y'all, you Southern people out there. But I want to get into it. I want to get into the episode and really deep dive here because... I see so many women that have hearts for God, hearts for Jesus, Mm -hmm. hearts for their husbands, hearts for their children. And what they find, what I see often is they come to me saying, Joseph, I don't have time. I just don't have time. I feel overwhelmed. There's so much more I want to do in my life. There's so much more I know God's calling me for, but I don't have the time. Who has the time? I'm busy busy, busy, busy with the kids, and I'm busy with good things. And what I see is that they're worshiping an idol, Mm -hmm. and they don't even realize it. It's the God of busyness, Mm -hmm. even, and it looks good. It's for all these good people. So I want you to really go in there with me and unpack that for the ladies that are listening, the wives and the mothers that are faithful women, but they have a blind spot. And I want you to, to bring that blind spot into the light out of the darkness. Would you be willing to do that and speak to that oh, for us? I, that is my heart, Joseph. That's, that's the journey. That's, that's part of my broken, my broken to restoration story. And the, the story that I am in the midst of right now, because um, if I could even just redefine for our listeners today, let's just redefine overwhelmed as underskilled. Tell us more about that. Our world has shifted so dramatically the past, certainly since since the advent of the internet, but even more so even just the past 10 or 15 years. The old skills So Joseph, the skills that our mothers, our grandmothers used to to manage their time, to manage their day are almost obsolete. Mm. Our world is so dramatically different because of social media, because of everything is instant. And the demands being placed on women who are then also told, don't ask for help. To ask for help is weakness. To ask for help is not holy. You're called to a life of suffering and penance. There's so many lies that are interwoven there. 
And women have been trained to be incredible academics and professionals and athletes, but there hasn't been training for women today to live an integrated life in 2022. Mm. And so women are trying to do it all without training. So it'd be like Joseph, you showing up for the Olympics and just thinking, I'm going to go for the gold through just sheer willpower alone, but I'm going to bypass the training. I've tried that in business and <laughs> it hasn't worked how, out how, for how me. How did that work out for you? Yeah, not good, Angela. Not good. So we have a whole generation, if not two generations of women today showing up who, again, have achieved tremendous success in one hand. They're, they're, I mean, most women today are brilliant academics. They've had multiple degrees. There's been successful professionals. And now they're trying to also juxtapose that as wives and mothers, mm-hmm. but they haven't trained. And they're expecting themselves to show up perfect. And I, I, I want to just renounce that word perfect because that word has been hijacked. Even if we look back in the scripture, you know, the word perfection, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, is a poor translation. It's actually mm. be whole as your heavenly father is whole. Mm. And so women today are also looking at their lives. Again, we talk a lot about in the, the wholeness school, right? Um, in isolation, they, my, my relationship with my husband is over here and my kids is over here and my contribution and my professional world is over here. My, my, my home environment is over here. And so they might be crushing it in one or two areas, mm-hmm. but at the expense of their mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical life. So what I'm hearing, you, yeah, what I'm hearing you say is they're trying to balance the boxes rather than integrating the areas of their life. Is that correct? Precisely, because even that word balance is setting us up for failure. I agree. Even look, even look at, you know, look at the Benedictine, you know, the Benedictine order. It's, it's an incredible order of, of religious priests and nuns, and uh, Saint Benedict, you know, helped save Western civilization. And part of that was he brought a rhythm and order to life. But even in that, you sleep for eight hours, you work, you know, the, j- just because um, even in a in an ordered, integrated life, not everything is going to have the same amount of time. So you can't exactly balance it, but we have to integrate it. And so women today are, you know, as Fulton Sheen uh, said, the level of civilization will be determined by the level of its women. And so if women today are waking up already feeling like failures, managing a deluge of negative self-talk. I mean, most women today, if you were to say, pause, where are your thoughts? It's negative self-talk. They're beating themselves up. I should have, I'm too much. I'm not enough. I failed. And so if women are showing up from a place of depletion and exhaustion and failure, and if they're the heart of the home and the heart of our civilization, how is that impacting marriages? and children. It's literally impacting two to three generations at any given given time. And so as women, we have to first, I think, release that shame and blame and guilt we feel for decisions and in situations we were never prepared for. All right. So I think you've done a good job of really assessing the problem, okay? And the blind spot that, you know, is happening in the female psyche and, and her heart, really. Um, what do we do about it? And, and how do we do it in a practical way that actually integrates in our life, not some, you know, theoretical or uh, theological out there, but how does she do it in her house, in her home, in her heart? This, this is a moment unlike any other time in history, Joseph, for women, because we've been so fortunate to have the greats like St. John Paul, the great who gave us theology of the body and his theology of women and other incredible philosophers like Edith Stein, who was in the Catholic world known as St. Teresa Benedict of the cross and Alice von Hildebrand and other tremendous greats who've given us a true philosophy and theology that really backs up the Proverbs 31 woman. However, what's been lacking up until I think just recently is the how to, how do we actually reverse engineer the Proverbs 31 woman? And for those listening who haven't spent some time in Proverbs 31, that's literally a Jewish mama writing out a description for her Jewish son of what to look for in an ideal wife. 
And what you'll see in that Proverbs 31, when she's literally, she's an entrepreneur, she's brokering real estate deals. She's got her own clothing line. She's the heart of her home. She's a love of, you know, the, the love and light of her husband. I mean, she's amazing. She is so competent. And I think that's a key too. women today are told to be confident, go for your dreams, do it all. But we forget that confidence is a fruit of competency, which again, comes back to training, training, right? So what we actually need to do is reverse engineer. What does a woman of abiding peace look like? It's actually a multitude of, of skills and training, just in the same way that we train for the Olympics or train to be incredible professionals or business owners or athletes. We need to train to manage our households. We need to in tra- our communication skills, our time management skills, our boundary skills, our dreaming skills Do we need. We need a dream for every season of our life because dreaming fuels our discipline. You know, when we have a why we'll figure out the how. We need to have a, a vision for what does a thriving, passionate marriage look like? And it's different from just, you know, sitting around drinking wine, talking about philosophy and theology. Like there's real life in there. It takes communication. It takes, um, there's, there's so many nuances and, and really it's skills. It's mindset and skill set training. And that's, that's really the heart of, of what we're doing at the wholeness school is for both men and women reverse engineering what are those essential mindsets and skill sets by skill set? I could also just say virtue, you know, even just decision-making skills, again, time management skills, boundary skills. Um, There's a multitude of foundational, optimal, and exceptional skills that are going to enable us to live in joy and freedom without compromising what matters most. Okay. This sounds good. Now, ladies, you're listening right now. Does this sound good to you? Because it sounds good to me and I'm a man, right? And I want some of this even more in my life. And by the way, when I before I married my wife, I looked at Proverbs 31 and and I really started to break that down and say, okay, what does that mean as far as the woman that I am looking for that God has for me? And I created my checklist, you know, my dream girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my and God God is faithful, man. And, and I was impatient, right? I had to wait two years for her. Two years. You That's know, just, my husband. He, he had to wait 49. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I married late. I married after 40, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I'm glad I didn't marry wrong, right? I, I waited. Um, but I wasn't ready. See, that was the thing. I was looking for a girl who was whole and complete when I was broken and divided, and that doesn't work because even if I came across her path, she wouldn't recognize me and see me as an equal or a future leader of the home, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't work, right? So I had to go first. That's leadership to me as you go first. I had to go first and become the man that was worthy of marrying that woman. That's when I attracted her into my life. See, because God wasn't going to give me his precious thought if I was still going to hurt her or break her down, right? Because right? I was hurt and broken. So... I just share that with you. So like, how do we take this, which seems kind of theoretical, mm-hmm. and break it down into practical? What does that actual training look like? Can you open up your bag of, of secrets at the wholeness school for us and, and like walk us through what are, say, three steps? Give us three of the tools, three of the trainings, the areas of focus, um, and how to do it for our ladies listening. Absolutely. Um, and this, and again, I just want to share for our listeners today, this, this is my journey. You know, as I said, I had in my past, I had a lot of success. You know, I went to the club of an Ivy league school, had a national championship ring, you know, achieved a lot of what it, it, division three, I will say, but we had an incredible, incredible 88 game winning streak, incredible run, you know, so in a sense, achieved a lot of those things that the world says is going to bring you happiness and you've got some skills, right. But Competence in one area doesn't translate to competence in other areas of our life. So true. I get to coach so many successful businessmen doing seven figures, eight figures, Mm -hmm. and they're killing in their business and they're going home miserable because their lives at home are a wreck. They're in chaos. that's, That's women today. They might be crushing it professionally, but their marriage is on the rocks. They lose their relationship with their children. Their home is a disaster zone. And they're miserable. Yeah. So we have so many people who on the outside look like they're crushing it and are drowning, living those lives of quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. 
So we first and foremost, I think have to, to literally rewire in our brain what's possible. Because right now, Joseph, there's even this lie creeping in that I encounter daily amongst faithful, faithful, beautiful, talented women, evangelical Protestant women of deep faith who think, well, just, it's just messy. Family life is just messy. Marriage is just messy. But our thoughts are, and our words become flesh. So if my vision for marriage is it's just hard and it's messy, that's exactly what I'm going to get. So at the wholeness school, we start with what's, what's our vision? What's God's vision for marriage? What's God vision, God's vision for our domestic church, our home? What's God's vision for our, our friendships and our contribution? Let's start with that dream mm. and then work backwards and look at our self-image. You know, so we spend a lot of time in our foundational classes, in our, our coaching one-on-one and in group environments of let's, you know, it's, it's literally going to be impossible to outdream our current self-image. So we need to actually look at how was my self-image neurologically wired? You know, I am, I am unconditionally loved. I am unconditionally worthy, but my self-image was revealed to me by those closest to me, especially during those formative years, you know, conception to three, conception to seven. And so many of us for decades have been reinforcing a lot of those beliefs that were hardwired from our earliest years. And we can oftentimes, if we didn't receive that unconditional love, we, we fall into hustling, right? We hustle for worthiness, pleasing, perfecting, performing, producing, and pretending. And it's exhausting. Mm. It's so exhausting. So then we have to go back and accompany, you know, in, uh, in our work, it's just, it's part of doing the homework of rolling up the sleeves and saying, okay, Lord, where were the lies wired in? And where do I need some unbound? Where do I need to go back and do that work? So I can be living from the deepest truth of who I am as a beloved daughter, as a beloved son, and then create that vision of what does living from a place of unconditional worth look like? Um, And then we move into really beginning to manage our mind because Mm -hmm. most of us also, we get sabotaged. You know, the greatest prison is right here. The barbed wire is in here in the false wiring. And that's exactly where the evil one wants to keep us. You know, I've um, had the... uh, profound experience of visiting two concentration camps, Mauthausen in Austria and, and Auschwitz. And I was at Auschwitz during the, the year of mercy in 2016. And I looked, you know, and I've read Viktor Frankl and have studied that time in history for two decades now. And to be there um, was one of the most transforming experiences of my life. And I think what, what horrified me is that so many people today, and I say this with the deepest, most profound reverence for those who were actually in the camps and endured POWs, none of us can even relate to that. But in a sense, we're living in a concentration camp today because the greatest prison is our mind and and the false wiring that is holding us in a position of slavery. And many people are living in that slavery and don't even in bondage without even realizing it, which I think is even greater, a greater poverty. I agree with you so much, right? And we're in those concentration camps being led to the slaughter. Right. Very slim, very similar, right? We're le- right. being led to spiritual death, yeah. right? And the enemy just keeps us in our heads, right? As men, I talk about all the time, we live in our heads 24-7. Women are catching up really quickly, mm-hmm. right? 24-7. And I believe you have to change the battleground. Yes. If you try, try to fight the enemy in your head, you will lose every single battle of your spiritual war. The reason why the mind of man and women is the enemy's battleground. It is, it's where he has the home court advantage, right? It's, he has the home court advantage. He's been watching us Mm -hmm. and studying us since the beginning of humankind, right? He's the world's greatest social scientist. So he knows more about the human mind than all of us collectively. And because of that, that's where he'll always win. So you have to change the battleground and fight him in the heart. Why? Because in your heart, that's where Jesus lives, Jesus says, I live in the heart of man, not the head of man, in the heart. So when you bring the battle into the heart, that's where the kingdom of heaven resides, is in your heart. Well, the enemy's powerless there, and you'll win every single time. So how do we do it, Angela? Like, how do we move from the head into the heart and live there and dwell and abide with Jesus in our lives? Yes. I think it's really twofold. One, um, 
and I, I share this with our listeners because I got to the point of on mission as a missionary working on university campuses, uh, again, for almost a decade and a half, I got to such a place of, I'm still praying every day, but I got so depleted that I started to struggle with depression. I was actually diagnosed with mental illness at Johns Hopkins university. But when you really look backwards and I knew this in my depth of heart, it was, I was depleted in every, I was just, I had run again, being, being a former athlete with a high pain tolerance, I could run a lot longer and harder than most people, but eventually we all burn out. I broke, I literally broke and had days when I couldn't get out of bed. And Joseph, I thank God for that. I thank God because what happened is I started living not from that place of beloved daughter, but more like a servant and then even feeling like a slave. And so our Lord in his merciful love pinned me down so he could bring me back to life. And part of that was being introduced to two incredible women. One is Heidi Baker, one of the leading evangelical missionary disciples in the world today. She's basically conquered the country of Mozambique for Jesus Christ. Um, and also St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, um, a one of our newest Catholic saints. And it was amazing as I was studying Heidi and reading her story and studying St. Elizabeth, I'm hearing them say the same thing. And it's exactly, Joseph, what you just said. The Holy Trinity, God the, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit want to make their home in us. We are living tabernacles. They, and, and again, going back to the Gospel of John, you know, John 14 through 17, we get to hear the deepest dreams and desires of Jesus' heart when he's in, in the garden. And as you said, to open our conversation today, his deepest desire for us to be at home with him and the Father as he is at home. And for us all to be one as they are one. And he wants to make us fruitful. Mm. So it's retreating into the tabernacle of our hearts, of living from that place of unconditional love, of being rooted and grounded in him, abiding on the vine, that he's going to make us fruitful. He's going to dictate our actions. And then he's going to be able to transform our minds. You know, St. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. They may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. But like, we can't, we can't go in alone. We cannot go in here alone. It's a very dangerous place to be, but that's why, again, it's a muscle. So as our Lord is giving, you know, uh, literally doing heart surgery, removing our heart of stone, giving us back a heart of flesh, he's going to transform our mind first through the word of God, which is living and effective. And second, we have to train it like a muscle, you know? if we give Sparky permission just to do his dance in there and play us like a marionette, like he's going to win every time. So we, we do script work. We literally, we have scripts that we work on that are grounding us in the truth um, so that we can build the muscle of our mind in order to be able to combat the lies. I think it's powerful. Something I started doing recently. Um, I was doing a different version of it, but I call it my sword and shield. Right. And uh, God's word is the sword and shield, the Bible says. Right. And and I read verses about my identity in Christ yes. out loud, out loud, out loud. Out loud is so key. Right. Because the word becomes flesh, so, the word spoken word, flesh. the spoken word. Right. That's how Jesus, uh, God spoke uh, all creation into being was the spoken word. Let there be light. Let there be. Right. So the same thing. Are you. As you're listening to the show, are you are you speaking life into yourself, into your life every morning before you start your day? Or are you sitting there in your head running all the negative self-talk and letting the enemy and his minions speak death into your life before you start your day? That's the question. Right? That is the key. And it's the starting place because going back to your point, Angela, if your mind believes you are this person, this is your identity and it has a false identity around it. No matter what tool we equip you with, mm -hmm. you will use it in the wrong way exactly. because you see yourself in the wrong way. You see a false image rather than the image and likeness of God. All right, what have we skipped or left out in this conversation that every woman of faith needs to hear, Angela? Joseph, we are not defined by our past. I could be, I could be defined right now by that diagnosis that I received that I had mental illness a decade ago by brilliant doctors at Johns Hopkins. That was a moment. That's not who I am. Our Lord has healed me. He has transformed me. I am not the same woman. So we are either defined by a memory of the past or by a beautiful vision of the future. And that's what I want women and men to take away today 
is that no matter what has happened to you, no matter how broken you are or have been, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the story. We have a God of miracles and our oftentimes our deepest wounding is precisely around our greatest gifts, our greatest contribution and our unique role in the mystical body of Christ. So let those wounds be the place where we glorify God the Father the most and give him permission to heal and transform so that we can use those places of wounding to to glorify him and to bring those gifts to the world. I love it. BC Nation, Angela is saying, let your wounds become your weapons for Christ. Let your wounds become your weapons. This is so true. Angela, what... How did you turn it around? Like, like go there for a moment. How did you go from that, that uh, false identity of depression? Mm-hmm. You are depressed. You've been diagnosed. This is who you are, not just something you're going through. Yeah. This is who you are. How did you get back up? How did you renew your mind and now uh, really be standing in God's purpose for your life, which is to get free um, from the slavery, the spiritual slavery, and now help other women get free the same way you did. All glory to God and to my parents and several dear friends, January Donovan, the, the founders of the Wholeness School, being one of them. I met January at precisely this time. And again, I just honor my parents because January and my parents and a few others, they never saw me as sick. They saw Angela. And and also just being in the gaze of our Lord and, and actually giving him permission to see me in just my utter brokenness, those places I had run from so far. I was like, I don't even, I don't want our Lord to see this place in my heart, but in his merciful love, like I said, in those days when he just pinned me down, it was to say, Angela, I don't love you for what you can do for me. Cause I could do a lot for God. He said, I don't care. I don't want that. I want you. I want you to be in the fullness of truth of who you are as my beloved daughter that I died for and I would die again for. And so it was his gaze and his word speaking the deepest truth that I know, Joseph, in every cell of my being, how profoundly I am loved. And it has nothing to do with what I can do for him, just by who I am, and especially by experiencing his merciful love and his gaze into those places that were most dark and most broken that brought me back to life. Mm. And I can walk in total freedom now. The father's gaze changes the game. Changes everything. Changes everything. Yeah. I remember when I, I did that as well and had to just sit there with him and let him look at the mess, you know, of my life. And, uh, and he just, kept telling me how much he loved me anyway and I didn't believe him Mm -mm. because I wouldn't have loved someone that screwed up that much right and as you're listening today maybe that's how you feel yeah it's okay it's all right we go through it Angela went through it I went through it others go through it it's the worst it feels like the worst thing but Joseph I'm I'm sure I could you know I I know you've heard you say it. I'd go through it again a million times to be where I'm at today because I know that I know that I know, and he has worked miracle after miracle in my life when all seemed lost. He brought the love of my life, my husband, Bill, you know, I'm 41. And for all those women out there who long to be married, um, I know that ache, you know, I also got married in my late thirties. My husband was 49. Neither of us been married before. We dated incredible people. We had amazing relationships, but our Lord was preparing us for such a time as this and for now and for each other and for these beautiful children he's entrusted to me. So God is so faithful. And he uses everything. Ladies, I think the main takeaway for today is if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're stuck in a chronic state of busyness as a mother, as a wife, Mm -hmm. as a daughter, as a businesswoman, your problem is not the overwhelm and the busyness and the things you have to do. It's not your situations. You don't have an overwhelm and busyness problem. Angela and I, I think, are in agreement. You have an identity problem. You have an identity problem. You don't actually see yourself the way God sees you. Yes. And that's the problem. That's it. That's and, the when you, and when you go and sit with him and just be with him with all your dirty mess and just let him gaze on you, 
over time, you'll start to believe his gaze is real. Yes. And you're going to be like, God, why do you actually love me? Seriously. Why? Look at me. And when he starts to tell you, and he tells you in such a way in your heart that you actually start to believe it the way Angela believes it. Mm-hmm. Everything changes because you start to see yourself different. And you see why you're here, who you are, why you're here, and what God's calling you to do. That's when purpose shows up. That's when the person you've been waiting and praying for all these years show up. Not before. Not before. Angela, what do you want to add to that? theme or message for today's conversation that maybe I missed. Mm-hmm. Well, Joseph, I think we both at different chapters of our life have struggled with control. <laughs> <laughs> right? I can't relate. Uh-uh, I can't relate at all. Joseph, everything changed when I just let go. When I let go, not not a giving up, but Lord, I'm not I'm not going to try to make it happen. It you have to do it. And he just gave me, he gave me, he gave me just a word, be present, expect miracles and prepare to be surprised. Let me be your father. Who doesn't want that? And that's how I live. That's been my past seven years. And every day there's more miracles and more in the, in the, in the abiding peace. Say those three again, would you? Be present. Because remember, we only, grace is only present in the here and now. We not, not in the past, not in the future. It's right here. So what does the evil one want to do? Rob us of the present moment. So we want to be present. We want to expect miracles because we have a God of miracles. There are miracles happening all around us a million times a day. We just don't have eyes, eyes to see it. We're too busy. <laughs> We're too wrapped up, right? And prepare to be surprised. Prepare to be surprised, BC Nation. Come on. I know mm-hmm. my wife loves surprises. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Who doesn't? Because <laughs> he's a good father. And That's he, it. he wants to care for us if we only let him. So I think you just identified the three steps to growing your relationship with God, to having real relationship with God is, one, be present with him. Mm-hmm. That means actually make time for him. Yeah, you can't grow a relationship with your husband, with your kids, with anyone if you don't spend time with them, period, 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 exclamation point. So be present, actually block out time in your day. I recommend the mornings because the busyness of life hasn't shown up yet, okay? And maybe you're somewhat rested, right? So be present with God in the morning. Just sit with him. Ask him real questions. God, why do you love me? God, where were you when that person hurt me? Why didn't you save me? Why did that person break my trust and you watched? Get real with him. The father wants honesty more than perfection. He wants honesty. So be honest with him. And then after you're present with him, go the rest of the day expecting to see a miracle. Expect him to perform a miracle somehow, even a small one or a big one, a relationship miracle, uh, 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 something in your to-do list miracle. Expect a miracle that day. Just one miracle, God. I'm waiting. I'm not putting you to the test. I'm just being childlike in my faith. I'm expecting a miracle. And then number three, prepare to be surprised by God. Prepare to be surprised. That means you have to let go of your little control freak. You little control freak like myself, like Angela, right? First, you got to admit you're a little control freak. So be prepared to be surprised by God. Okay, so we're going to get into All right, so Angela, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going Mm -hmm. to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Prepare to be surprised. Here we go. Uh, What's your favorite thing about God? Where do I start? He's so big. He's, he's got, he's always a hundred steps ahead. He's got it all figured out. Yeah. So we don't have to, you little control freaks. Exactly. Uh, What's your least favorite thing about God? His timing. Yeah. He doesn't do it in our timing. (laughs) No. I have to wait a little longer. It's so annoying. 
I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. What are you currently challenged by or struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? I am struggling because our Lord has put such a massive dream on my heart, but I'm so convicted uh, about not compromising what matters most. So I'm just waiting for God to show me how he's going to expand my heart, expand my skills, expand my mindset, expand my health so that I can bring those dreams of fulfillment without compromising my relationship with him, my marriage and our children. I want both. I'll be fully present here and to scale. That is wise. Very wise. What are you most afraid of? Not fulfilling God's dream for me. Yeah, for sure. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Hmm. Probably watching my favorite show, Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote? Yes. Angela Th- Lansbury is an That is for me. so <laughs> 1980s. I love her. Oh, my goodness. What secret fear do you have about people? They won't, they won't fully see me. Yeah, I get and that. See good, my heart. good thing God does, right? Amen. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? How unconditionally merciful his love is, that he just wants my presence. He just wants to be with me and vice versa. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? Mm. New level of refinement around my probably morning ritual. Yeah, especially with little sure. people because I've got we've got baby number two coming in July, so it's just gonna be it's gonna be uh, beautiful, but a little bit different than it is right now. Congratulations, that is Thank so you. awesome. Uh, what's a bad habit you going to break this year? Mm, probably staying up too late. Okay, I get, that- I get I get too into my projects and and things at late at night. I'm going to blame murder, she wrote. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's my dessert. It's my dessert. It's my midnight snack. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, Peaceful, joyful, and free. Who doesn't want this? Come on, people. Pick three words to describe who you are before you let go of that little control freak and hung it on a cross next to Jesus exhausted and depleted and aching. Mm, That describes a lot of people I know. Mm -hmm. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, Mm -hmm. tell your family, look your family and friends in the eye, your husbands, your babies, and give them only one piece of advice about God and relationship with him, what would you say to them? His love for you is so achingly beautiful let go of everything that's distracted, all the numbing and all the distraction and just be with him, be with him in the sacraments, be with him in scripture, be with him in nature, just let go of everything that is blocking your ability to receive his love and to be with him. All right. For all my Protestant listeners who think Catholics can't have a real relationship with God. (laughs) I mean, are you listening to this woman right now? This isn't faking. I mean, look how authentic this is. Obviously, she's got something. She's got truth, okay? All right, Angela, this is my part of the show where you, the guest, get to give my audience, BC Nation, a homework assignment for this week. What is one action that these women must take this week in order to grow their relationship with God, kill their overwhelm, kill their business busyness once and for all. Ladies, I want you to literally do a thought inventory, either on your phone or in your journal that you keep in your purse or in your pocket of your workout pants, whatever you've got in about every hour on the top of the hour, I want you to stop and say, where are my thoughts? You make an alarm on your phone. And I want you to just realize the first step to breaking free is awareness. I want you to be aware of your thoughts and how they are robbing you of your peace and of your joy and of your life. So that's step one. And then number two, ladies, if I could do number two, you got to say no. You got to say no to make a bigger yes. So what are you saying yes to? That's going to, what's your big yes? So that you can say no to all the distractions. Mm, that is such good homework assignment. I am telling you, 
man, I would love to hear some of you ladies just send in. You could do anonymous, but just send in. Go to brokencatholic.com. And uh, you can do an audio recording, just record your own voice, or you can write it out and send in some of the thoughts that you wrote down in your phone throughout the day. Like, let's, let's hear as a community worldwide what the enemy is putting into our minds. Let's hear. And you'll get to go on brokencatholic.com and read what other women are feeling and listening to in their own minds. And I bet you it's going to be the same as yours. Yep. I bet you. Yep. All right. What's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you, Angela, or the Wholeness best School? Yeah. yeah, is, is uh, again, uh, you can go to thewholenessschool.com. You can go to my Instagram, Angela Schneiders underscore. Um, and that's S-C-H-N-I-E-D. E-R-S. So Angela Schneiders underscore on Instagram is a great way to connect, direct message me, friend me there. Um, I've actually just, uh, for many years, I've, our Lord's had me in Nazareth, just, just quiet. And he's, he's recently just, I've pushed me. I resisted. I love my, our privacy. My husband and I have up here in Northwestern Montana on the, the mouth of Glacier National Park, but um, really have felt called because of the message that our Lord wants to convey to get back on social media. So Instagram is awesome. And you can email me Angela at thewholenessschool.com. All right, Angela at thewholenessschool.com. Angela Schneiders, I said Schneiders uh, earlier and you forgave me gracefully. Thank you. All right, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life and congratulations on the new baby. Thank you, Joseph, and thank you for your mission. Thank you for your message and uh, incredible, incredible audience. And we're complete. Good job. Oh, thanks. Mm, Such mm, a mm. gift to be with you. Just awesome. That was fun, right? Super fun. Sweet. What can yes. I do for you? How can I help you? Oh my goodness. I'm I'm so fascinated. I've I've got to follow your podcast pretty closely, but just also kind of following some of your coaching. Who are your favorite clients right now? That not by name, but favorite type of client that you're you're working with. Yeah. So I help Christian husbands doing Mm -hmm. seven to eight figures, killing in business, going home miserable, Um, marriages on the rocks, disconnected kids, uh, porn and other things, alcohol, um, workaholics Mm -hmm. as pacifiers in their mouth, like little kids trying to Mm -hmm. cope. Um, And I help them go from angry and stress. They're blowing up on their wives and kids because they don't know how to process the anger, that out of controlness in their life. They Mm -hmm. They just don't know what to do with it. Uh, And I move them into peace and purpose. And we do it in 90 days or less. That is awesome. Yeah. So I help them blow up the rocks in their heads. So my coach is called blowuprocks.com, right? And uh, it's pretty amazing because I don't do the work, right? Like I literally just teach them the tools that God taught me and others taught me. And then God does the miracles. And we just surrender up the rocks to him. Okay, what's the rock that God's bringing to the surface of your soil that he wants that thing out once and for all? And then we give it to him and I teach him how to do that, to fully release it, Mm -hmm. not take it back. And then God does the demolition. They don't have to. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. So yeah, amazing miracles. So that's my ideal uh, guy right there. I love it. It's so funny because we're, we're kind of working backwards. You know, Bill and I, I work for Focus, which is kind of a Cisco of the Catholic world. And I, again, that's said with the deepest love and reverence in my whole life. All those guys are my uncles. My husband actually worked for Cisco. He worked in Silicon Valley for years. And both of us got to the point where we crushed it in one hand, but it, at a great cost. Yeah. So what brought us together, we met through the Napa Institute was, okay, oh, yeah. this, this can't be the way that God intended us to live. So our dream now is we're you know, he's the master director for the man school as we're kind of building, building this movement is how do we, how do we build that incredible business as entrepreneurs without compromise? So, you know, we're, we're willing to take just a little bit longer to get to that seven figure. If we can, if we can master what are the new systems, new skills, new support. So it'd be fun. We're kind of reverse engineering what you're trying to do, but can we, can we build that without compromising our Lord, our marriage and our family life? So the short answer is yes. Yeah. There's no question about it, right? Um, it's being willing to wait on God's timing as he yes. prepares the systems and processes yes. and people right. that are necessary. Um, 
you know, I look at my own journey right now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. With my my coaching practice and then the yeah. two podcasts. And then on top of it, you know, God has us move into a new home just recently. And that was a whole debacle here in the Tampa real estate. Are you in Tampa? Market. Oh, yeah. We've, we've, we spent about uh, a, a month to two months in Tampa Clearwater every year. So we love oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you area. get it, right? It's we, like one of the fastest of growing. It's yeah, insane. it's like one of the fastest growing cities yeah. in the U.S. right now. Exactly. And so we went through all that, and then simultaneously, God um, put on me. Uh, I want you to take over a Catholic radio station and buy it. Uh, you know, for <laughs> an investment, um, yeah. which was not accounted for. And I'm like, God, I know nothing about terrestrial radio. I know podcasting mm-hmm. online, but not a physical mm-hmm. radio station antenna. Right. people, boards of directors, a 501c3, oh right? Gosh. FCC regulation, like what? Wow. So in the next two weeks, it looks like I will be owning my own Catholic radio station here in St. Petersburg. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's the same station that radio, uh, Relevant Radio, that's where they were birthed, if you know yeah. Relevant, and mm-hmm. they started there and then now they're coast to coast. And uh, so we're going to partner up with EWTN and- yeah, we're going to, so we'll have three choices in Tampa while you're here. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll have Relevant, we'll have Spirit FM, the Dyson one, yeah. and then we'll have EWTN radio as That's well. tremendous. Yeah, so I'm going to put Broken Catholic on there. And it this this antenna reaches half a million homes right there in St. Petersburg. So oh I'm like, okay, let's see what God does with this. But I'm yeah. scared. I don't know what to do, how to do mm-hmm. it. I'm like, God, I'll, I'm a yes in the obedience department. Yeah. Whatever you want, the answer is yes. But this is for a retired, affluent Mm -hmm. individual Mm -hmm. who has time. This is not for a husband and a father in this vocation. So you, and I just put the the ownership back on him. I'm like, I'll do the work, but you're responsible for the outcomes and results, which means you have to provide the right people and resources and everything else. I'm not going to do that. So I'll keep saying yes to the next step in front of me, but I'm not going to go out searching and hunting and pitching and doing all this stuff. So I just share that with you. um, Mm -hmm. If that you resonate with that at all, any similarities there? I mean, that's, I mean, I look at what, what Bill and I have been able to do just in the past two years, it's been, you know, we built, you know, it's about just confidentially, of course, but you know, quarter million dollar business purely organically working very part-time. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been so organic. And now we know to get to that next level, we are going to have to, we are, we're, we just hired a couple of business coaches where we're, we're building out that team, but we're willing to, we want it. We just so want to do it on God's time. There's no forcing, there's no, um, but we know that there is such a, a message and such a profound need. Um, mm-hmm. So it's how to do that, laying the proper foundation. And uh, well, yeah. that may or may not be the gifting God gave me. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's something there. Maybe yeah. I'm I'm a coach for you or yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I just I, I plant, yeah, I plant that I plant that seed. I'm not sure if it'll be in 2022, but yeah, like what uh, that's that's definitely on our hearts. So, well, really I'll tell you what. Doing. Here's what I'll do, mm-hmm. right? Because anyone that God brings to me, mm-hmm. I just take the next logical step yeah. until a door closes. Okay. Yeah. So I, after the show, after we jump off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will email you a uh, um, a link to just book a, a one-on-one um, call with me. Uh, awesome. You can jump on. You and Bill can jump on, yeah. however mm-hmm. you all want to proceed with that. Great. And it would just be pretty much a discovery call. Uh, yeah. two, two intentions. One is see what some of the rocks may be that are still mm-hmm. just standing in the way of what God wants to do and go bigger mm-hmm. uh, for his kingdom with, with your purpose and Bill's mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and as you know, right, you're a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you already believe in coaching and the power oh, of coaching. Absolutely. And, and, and we don't see, right, the with objectivity ourselves right. and our situation. So right. maybe it's just that, that other set of eyes that's highly trained in this area spiritually. Yeah. Um, that could be all the difference for you both. And then by the end of the call, we'll decide, do we want to uh, pursue coaching in an official coaching okay. relationship or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, totally fine if we don't. At least you'll leave the call with some clarity uh, yeah. and kind of a blueprint and a roadmap of what's next. What's that next step? Does that sound agreeable? Oh, that sounds you? amazing. That sounds amazing. Great. So, because I think if if we can even hit the next kind of financial milestone, you know, we, we really believe we tithe over 10% back to our Lord, but we also believe in tithing back for our own coaching every year. 
And yeah, so, for sure. um, in our own investment in our own growth. So if it's, awesome. if, again, if it's not a 2022, it, it could be like an early 2023. So that'd be phenomenal, Joseph. All right, cool. So Great. let's go ahead and uh, let's just get the call on the calendar before Wonderful. life shows up and we both yes. forget. Yeah, yes. you know how great. that works. So you can put oh, out yeah. a few and I'm gonna, weeks or whatever you want. Signed up. To, to be on your show, I'll, I'll do that today. So I'm sure you're breaking out a couple of weeks, but we'll get that on the on the books. So let's do that. And then um, separate email will come to you for the with the links to this show, this episode oh, great. that you crushed. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this, this show will go live this Saturday over the awesome. weekend. All right. So very fast turnaround. So get no it out kidding. to your people. And uh, I think you did really good there. Also thank feel you. free. How, how you big, ha- I could ask, how big is your team? How big is your team that helps you with the podcast? Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say we're a three person team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three person team at this point. I like nice. lean. I like, yeah, I like lean yeah. with really competent people that get they're faith-based and get incredible results. So that's what, that's what Bill and I are looking to build. <laughs> yeah. And incentivized, you know, exactly. just incentives driven, um, the growth minded and, yeah. uh, they take ownership, personal yes. ownership, yes. right? I don't want to be babysitting people. No. I've owned multiple companies. I've had teams of 50. I manage, mm-hmm. I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm not, no, we, I'm just not in that place anymore. You know? No, we'd, we'd love to have kind of a power team of no more than I, I think five to seven is a sweet spot. I'm not sure what, what's your sweet spot. I, w- I wouldn't go more than five to seven. Five. I think, yeah, I think that's a right really sweet that. spot, but just highly competent. Yeah. I love it. Growth minded, entrepreneurial spirit, innovators. Yeah. Because <laughs> simultaneously we're about to launch my coaching into group coaching right now. Right. right? So that's right. also on the plate, which is that's like, I never take on more than three big projects at once. <laughs> and you're doing right? it all. And I had three. <laughs> And then wow. God said, okay, here's mine. And wow. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> so wow. you need to. So anyway, he's in charge of it. I'm I'm actually Amen. a piece about it. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to work out because it's all his thing. He's bringing yeah. it. So, yeah. all right. We'll talk more. Um, That'd be awesome. I look forward to the call with you and meeting Bill you know, face to face as well. Thank you for your you really, mission. Incredible. Yeah. Right back at you, Angela. You guys are crushing it. Let's yeah. do it together. Amen. Have Amen. a blessed day. All right. God bless you. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank you again. Bye-bye.